Hello and welcome to episode 173 of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring and as always I am joined by... Uh, Matt Foster, hello everybody. Yeah, uh, Mark's sounding a lot more awake than I am. Um, uh, busy day. Uh, coming up on this week's show, which we're recording over two days because Ian had a busy day, we're going to be reviewing uh, the latest horror hit in a summer of horror hits, the James Wan produced Lights Out. Um, we're doing some what we watched, uh, probably some trailers and whatnot, you know, the usual. Um, so, Mark, how's everything with you? All right? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. It's even a hectic day, have you? Uh, yeah, work and roadworks and stuff. So, uh, fun, fun, fun. Yeah, yeah. Even though I uh, I flipped my uh, the Xbox One S and got a seventy five pound profit on it. Yes. Because I'm a motherfucker. <laughs> so you, do you still no longer have a four K player then? No, um, I'm just I'm just getting a I'm just getting a replacement Samsung. Cool. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm done. So, I, I was the console. was the uh, console thing? Did you just not did you just not get on with it, or was it not good? Or... No, I, I, it was it was fine. Don't get me wrong. If you're like into Xbox, then it's all good. But I just had to look at how much they were selling for, and I was like, let's see how much I can fucking get for this thing. Yeah. Seventy five quid profit. Yeah, fine. Bought it for three fifty. Sold it for four two five. It's not bad, is it? You know, fuck it. That'll do. <laughs> So, as long as you what is it? As long as your Samsung player costs a lot less than that, yeah. Oh, mate, in, yeah, you... no, I, I, I ordered one, three hundred and fifteen. So that's right, isn't it? So yeah. you're you're like hundred and ten quid up. Yeah, I, I mean, like the, the thing is, the Xbox One S, it doesn't do bit streaming, so it won't support Dolby Atmos. Apparently, you can't even get DTS HD on it, which I, I apparently was is the case with the the Xbox One as well. So for my surround sound future, it would be useless. So it's just. Make a little bit of dollar now and yeah, yeah, pretty much. The future. You know, once the new models come out next month, I I wouldn't get anywhere near that. So you know, hey, I hope the guy enjoys it. You know, um, yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, flipped it, bought a ticket to see Pixies in Cardiff in December with some of the proceeds. So can't complain. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, okay. Uh, anything from you? No, I think it's been a relatively a relatively quiet week actually, hasn't it, in the in the movie world. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I saw tonight. Um, it's just broken that Doug Lyman's going to be directing Justice League Dark, um, yeah. which is something that Guillermo del Toro was attached to a while back, where it's like some of the darker heroes of the Justice League doing some fighting. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, well, well, yeah, because Batman vs Superman wasn't being criticised for being too dark or anything, but you know, hey. Exactly. Yeah, I think Doug Lyman's a uninspired choice yeah i don't know i mean Ed edge of tomorrow was fun and he's dropped out of gambit um he's only the second director to drop out of gambit after rupert <laughs> wyatt so uh let's see what happens there but yeah i don't know whatever it, it is just really like right that's 200 million dollars that could be spent on something a lot better but fine. yeah yeah absolutely yeah um yeah so there's that Right, uh, trailers. Um, I think I've only watched one, so I'll hand it over to you, and maybe I have watched more. I, I've watched, I've watched a few. Um, the film I managed to buy the sea, the Casey Affleck um, kind of drama-y thing. Um, 
it looks like it's going to be one of those very worthy films. You know, those independent films that everyone will tell you it's fantastic. And you're looking at it going, do you know what? I, I don't deny that it's really good, but it, it looks like it's going to make me feel bad. So you, you'll watch it, but you will end up watching a few things before it, is what I'd say. Yeah, it's Kenneth Long, um, uh, uh, Longerman who directed yeah. uh, Margaret. Um which I quite liked, and I think you can count on me as well, if I remember correctly. And um, yes, he did. Yeah, and it it, it it looks very good, but it does look like it's it's going to be very good. But you're going to know you're watching it. Let's say. Mm, I've heard it's I've heard it's really depressing. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the film that doesn't look as depressing. Uh, My blind brother, the Adam Scott uh, Nick Kroll movie. Uh, where Adam Scott plays a, a blind guy and Nick Kroll's his brother and he he does essentially sort of like runs and swims and stuff for charity but because he's blind he always needs a guide with him and so his brother has to end up doing all of these things with him in, in support um, and then his brother has a one night stand with a girl uh, so Nick Kroll has a one night stand with a girl and then in later on in the not too distant future Adam Scott gets a new girlfriend, and guess who it is? Okay. So it's kind of that. It looks. It. It. it it's. I think it's actually. I think it's an Amazon um, pictures movie. Okay. Um, like so, like Manchester by the Sea, incidentally. Yes, like Manchester yeah. by the Sea, which is also an Amazon picture movie. So yeah, it it it, it might get a, a short cinema release, and then it'll turn up on uh, Amazon Prime probably by the end of the year. Um, the uh, rings. Film. Is this the trailer you've seen? Or... Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know they were even kind of revamping or whatever. Ring or Ringu or Ring whatever, all the different machinations of Ring we've had, and now it's just called Rings. And, oh God, it, it just looks so like. Haven't we seen this a few times it's, now? It, it's just, and also. Do you even need to have se- to see it now? Like it goes through all the days and what happens, and then the airplane thing at the end. It's like, well, is that just going to be like the end of the film Stinger or something? Then, like, it just feels like, all right, fine, seen it now. Yeah, it, yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, I, I, don't need it. <laughs> yeah, is what no, I'm say I mean, on that. I'll fair, watch it at some point, but I'm, you know, it won't be a cinema watch. The thing is, it might be for me, because I've been looking for a fucking excuse to go, it, even though it's out the bloody weekend that, like, I'm coming up to York, so if it's the only thing out, it might be, but, um... It might be, yeah. Yeah, I've been... Actually, what is out that weekend? I'll just have a look. Um, it's... I, I'm, I've been looking for a, an excuse to re-watch, like, all the Ring films, um, and like in October, kind of feels like it might be appropriate. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I might, I might actually do that for my sins. Um, a mega ring, a, a mega ring, sure. Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm not going to force you to do it, you know. But um, I, yeah, I'm going to do it. Um, oh, well, Friday the 28th of October, actually, it's Doctor Strange. So I suppose we'll probably have to go and watch that, won't we? You probably will. You're covering that, yeah. Um... Also, uh, the dressmaker, Kate Winslet movie, um, sounds very Australian, is what I'll say on that. Um, what else is that? Mr. Church, the uh, oh, Eddie Wolf Murphy Smith. movie. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, do you know what? I'll happily spend 
two hours uh, with Eddie Murphy being kind of more straight-laced Eddie Murphy, but you get the feeling that he's still going to be incredibly charismatic uh, throughout the entire film. Uh, I'll happily spend two hours with that Eddie Murphy. Okay, interesting. Uh, so yeah, other than that, that's pretty much pretty much it that I've seen. Oh, it's Eddie well. Murphy. I thought it was Will Smith. Sorry. No, yeah. it's, it's, Eddie, it's Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and you know the I think the the, well, the story is he's hired by um, the father um, of well, father and husband of, of a family. He's passed on, and his wife's dying, and he's hired to essentially cook for them until she dies. Um, and it seems like the idea is it's supposed to be for a few months, but it turns into years. Mm. Uh, and then he almost kind of by accident becomes a surrogate kind of father to the child uh, as it goes through the years. So it, it seems to span generations, this 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 movie. Uh, but it does look like it could be, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm up for that. I'll happily watch that. Okay, interesting. Um, okay, cool. So uh, let's let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk about Lights Out, uh, which is uh, directed by, I actually have no idea because I didn't look it David up. David Sandberg. Oh, that's right. David Sandberg, who is now doing Annabelle 2, apparently. Um, uh-huh. So, yes, um, this is produced by James Wan, uh, like tra- like a tra- trailer for it came out when Conjuring 2 came out. So it had a bit of buzz there. Uh, it's made over a hundred million dollars worldwide on a budget of four point five million. So um, again, showing that horror seems to be weirdly popular this summer. Uh, mm. Story is a demon ghosty thing um, that only kind of appears when lights are out. Um, even though, funnily enough, there are still enough light sources around that you can actually see it. Um, is terrorising a family for some reason. Oh, um, it stars uh, Maria Bello, um, uh, oh, fucking what's her name, Teresa Palmer, um, um, rock guy, and kid actor. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, so I'm really not prepared today. I'm so sorry. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's terrorising this family. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, Mark, what do you think of Lights Out? I liked it. I, I actually, I, I enjoyed it um, quite a lot, to be honest. It's, I, I, I don't be wrong, it, it's got its, its flaws. And there's a few bits where you go... That, that that took a fucking leap, <laughs> um, but I kind of admire the fact that um, it, it very much exists within its its own world, um, and and I like that about it in the fact that when shit starts to happen, there's the great thing this movie does is it doesn't have the no 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 this can't be real it can't be happening nobody just denies it everyone just goes along with it and I liked that about it it made it punchier. Um, I thought all the performances were good. It was creepy, um, and it was, you know, it was under ninety minutes, like every horror movie of this ilk should be. So I had a, I had a, a great time with it. It's creepy. It's, uh, it's fun. Like I said, the performances are good. It do, goes everywhere you're kind of expecting it to go. There's a few bits where it, it, it's, it kind of it throws a lot of stuff at you, and you go, I kind of. That kind of fucking came out of nowhere. But not like a surprise came out of nowhere. Just, that's, there's a lot of exposition and story manipulation just fucking dumped in places. 
But overall, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I can see why it's kind of struck hard and done incredibly well. Yeah. Um, what did you think? Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I will say, I mean, the, 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 the runtime certainly helped with that, though. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's in and out. Um, it, it, it gets its shit done. And also, well, I like the fact that the opening. It shows you straight away. Oh, here, here you go. Here's the here's the, the evil within this film. Mm. Fuck it, have it, have it before the credits. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I liked, and also it was good to see Billy Burke from the Twilight films there. And I was like, yeah, that's Billy Burke, isn't it? It's weird that he's <laughs> in this. All right, fine. He's just in it for the first ten minutes. Fair enough then. Um, so yeah, no, absolutely. Um, even though the the slightly that's a bit of a stretch stuff. Did start quite early on, though, where he just happened to have a baseball bat hanging around there for no reason whatsoever, which I quite enjoyed. But, um, yeah, it's... it's there are... It's, I mean, God God knows it's not perfect, but it's pacey. The The monster is a pretty good idea, and I think it leads to some good visuals. The yeah. um, Late on in the film, the, the, the cop firing at it, so yeah. you just see it coming at him really fast, but only in like the, the gun blasts. Yeah, w- was was really interesting. I really liked that, and I liked how vicious the thing was as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fucking bitch. Yeah, like when it gets someone, it really gets at them. You know, even though I would may you know, in terms of logic, it does kind of feel like sometimes it can do things and sometimes it can't. Like why? How can it kind of make the lights go out in places at some points where, whereas yeah. at a lot of other points it's kind of waiting on the lights to go out before it does stuff. Yeah, surely, surely, if if it's trying to attack something, it'd just make all the fucking lights go out. Yeah, if you could make the lights go out, so, some places just make all the lights go out and have at it. You know, you, you know, like make. Yeah, make all the lights go out so the person can't see you at all. Okay, yes, there wouldn't be a film. But, you know, and, and, you know, it does stretch logic, but I think the, the good outweighs the bad just about. Like, I think all the performances were pretty solid. I think Maria, Maria Bello was actually pretty good in a role that could have been very, very hacky. But I think she keeps it pretty underplayed. Yeah, she, she, there's never a big over-the-top screaming moment or anything like that. Yeah, she, it, yeah, she it's never very much mental. Yeah. yeah, she keeps it level. Um, you know, I thought Therese Palm was, was, was very good. Uh, I thought the guy who played her boyfriend was actually really quite good in it as well. I really enjoyed him. Yeah, I really enjoyed him. Like, he just... He's, 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 like, he's quite chill and he's just helpful. And, and he's just a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He's just a supportive <laughs> character in the background and... He's nicer than the lead character to start with, you know, which, which is interesting. The thing is, usually that that reserve that 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 role there is usually reserved for handsome guy number two, it, it, and you never ever see handsome guy number two in anything ever again. He's just in that, and he's cardboard cut out. And yes, he is a handsome guy, but also well, you you kind of go. Actually, he's got a little bit of some. There's a little bit of kind of charisma there. There's, a, there's almost like a little bit of a fucking twinkle. I actually, I'm rooting for him to not die, which is strange because usually that character, you're going, he's going to die, and no one cares. No one cares. And, and looking at his credits, he hasn't really done all that much. It's mainly 
like kind of TV type stuff than just the odd one or two. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd okay. He was in quite a lot of Nine Hundred Two One Zero as a character called Jeremy, apparently. But um, yeah, I, I it's um, I I I would watch that guy in more stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I could I could see I could see it to be happening to be honest, really, because let's say he was he was entertaining this. I'm guessing he's going to be in the sequel. Um, so yeah. And and I mean and that's the thing as well. Like I like the fact that they didn't really kill anyone off. <laughs> I mean, Maria Bello shot herself, but you know, yeah. a, a, apart from that, it's just which which which, which, is, which is a fantastic ode to Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And uh, you know, but it felt like a fitting ending for that character. Weirdly enough, you know, it's like um, she'd kind of outlived her purpose, but at the same time, narrative. But, I mean, narratively, it kind of made sense. Um, yeah, it, it did, yeah. Um, well, like you said, there's some really sort of nice visuals sort of created by the, the fact that the, there's the light there. And also, as well, you've almost built in jump scares. Oh, because of the lights? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 mean, I will say nothing got me. Um, I thought some of the framing was pretty obvious at times. Like, it leaves a lot of blank space over oh, on yeah. one side where you know something's going to come out. But to be fair, one of the one of the people in my audience, there was a moment where the creature kind of came up behind Teresa Palmer, and it, um, and he actually audibly went, "Oh no!" You know, and so <laughs> you know, it, it, fair enough. The thing um, is, I, I, I'm for stuff like that. I'm easy to get. So if a film doesn't get me, it can't get anybody at all. Whereas you could literally, you you could literally have a little. You could say, right. When this little blue light comes on, on the screen, there's about to be a jump scare. And I would literally sit up the light and go, oh, fucking hell no. <laughs> and then it'd happen, and it'd still get me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, no, absolutely. But just going back to the pacing thing, I love that I literally, it was Sunday evening, we just got back from a weekend away, and like it was like, a lot of you was asleep, Donna was all right. It was like, let's just, right, it's 20 to 10. There's a showing of lights out at quarter to ten at the cinema that I could drive to and get there before the film starts. Dom, do you mind if I go? What time do you think you'd be back? Well, quarter to ten start. I don't know. Probably be back home by about half eleven. Yeah, fine. You know, it's just like, there you go. Less than two hours. I'm in and I'm out. And I watched a nicely paced horror film. Yeah, well, no, I, I watched it, um, I went to see it on Friday night, I met Becky from work, um, and the cinema is literally five minutes from the corner from Becky's work, man, that two minutes from the corner from Becky's work, uh, and she finishes around half five-ish, so ten to six showing, um, and ten to six showing, and I said to Bex, Bex said, oh, she it's about to start, she said, oh, what time does this finish? And I'm like, well, it, screen time said it, it kicks out at, like, half seven, but it can't. And it, but, sure enough, it kicked out just after half seven. So, we went out for something to eat. So we'd watch the film, got home, got changed, and were out having something to eat. Mark, you still there? Hello, oh, yeah. fuck, that worked. Okay, brilliant. All right, um, sorry, mate. So, um, yeah, it, like, it just, you can't really be that uncharitable to a film where, you know, you're out eating dinner by that time after a day at work, you know. It's just... No, you, you can't really. And like I say, it was, I think maybe it was the fact that 
you know, part of my opinion might have been that I went into it where I'm a little bit. I'd, I'd seen the trailer previously uh, when I'd watched um, whatever we covered the previous week um, at the cinema, uh, The Shallows. So I'd seen the trailer for it um, when I got to see The Shallows, and I got to see The Shallows around a similar time, and I thought, do you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right with that. That looks like that looks all right. Um, and then. The fact that I was sat down, I'd had a coffee, I was set, sorted, and like, right, I'm happy to let this let this kind of wash over me, um, and then go out for something to eat. And I wasn't expecting kind of much, I was expecting, if there's a 6 out of 10 movie in this, I'm happy. And then it was quite good, and I was going, no, do you know what, I'm alright. And then the moment where she goes into her uh, stepdad's office... And she's just going through all of the essentially exposition to show us what the fucking monster is. And I was like, that's a jump, really. <laughs> that she just happened to stumble upon that. But then when it's explained later on that it was her stepdad was doing all this research, you're like, oh, well, okay, you've retrofitted that. I, I can accept that now. Because it just felt a little bit weird that you just went in the office and it was just all that fucking stuff there. You know, I do like the fact that, like, at the start, it's like... It's, He's having to work late. It's like, okay, buddy, I'll be home soon. I'm sorry. And it's like, but he's doing research because he's worried that his wife is basically being stalked by a ghost. But no, he's going to stay on late at the office. Yeah, yeah which, which is, is a little bit, a little bit weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but little bits like that, you, you can kind of, I think, you, you get to kind of forgive him. Go, do you know what? I'll accept that because the rest of it was fun. It was, it was fun. It was, this was what horror movies of this ilk were like uh, 15 years ago, before everything became a little bit nastier. And it kind of seems like, through the sheer efforts of people like James Wan, um, that we've gone back to this type of horror. You know, less... It's not everything's gore porn and, you know, I'm going to rape you kind of horror. It, it, there's a little bit kind of a softer side to it and it's about freaking people out it's about kind of making people feel a little bit unsettled and not just trying to shock people sure yeah i get it yeah no no exactly and it, like the whole kind of torture porn of the like, mid to late noughties for about like five years or so i mean it's it's interesting that something like the green inferno um eli roth's film it it, it is um you know, it kind of just does nothing, and yet Eli Roth, like five five years before that, was really hot shit. And it, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to see that kind of that that, that sea change. I mean, the weird thing is, I still think that Eli Roth is one of the biggest myths in in modern horror. Uh, I don't think he's ever made a good movie, and I don't think he's ever produced a good movie, to be honest. Mm. Um, but but he, he just he kind of appeared and went, oh, Eli Roth, he's like, he's he's the new king of horror. It's like, but, but can anyone work out why? I know he's a charismatic guy and he talks a good game, fine. But can anyone work out why? And it's just, it kind of seems like now his directing career is pretty much, do you know what? Just don't, just don't bother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, um, I, yeah, I, you know, I. I'm mixed on 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 Roth, you know, but it, yeah, that's interesting. But I mean, it's it is promising though, isn't it? And I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like you said last week, we've had some, you know, this and the Conjuring two, um, and there was a couple ones that we've that we've covered that have been good, just really solid. And we've got don't, don't Breathe coming up in a couple of weeks as well. You know? Yeah, which which again looks again like a solid kind of 
horror film. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said last week, it kind of seems like mainstream horror is kind of kicking the shit out of indie horror, at least for me at the moment. Um, Absolutely, yeah. That's that's interesting. Just, I, I kind of feel that indie horror is is a lot of people maybe kind of like smelling their own farts and loving the smell. Um, it's, 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 it's a lot of people saying how good a movie is rather than a movie actually being great. Mm. You know, it's, it was like in when you had sort of like the early 90s, every film that kind of, that, that someone was championing had to be an indie film. And you end up with a lot of studio movies that people went, oh, this indie classic. It's like, you do know that's a bloody studio movie. <laughs> You know, I mean, you look at the uh, James Bond production company, Atomic Monster. Um, I'm just looking at there. They've done three movies so far. Annabelle, The Conjuring 2, and Lights Out, which have cost $51 million, and yet their gross is in excess of $600 million. That's fucked up. I mean, good on it. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and do you know what? I didn't personally like Annabelle. Um, I, 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 I thought it was quite weak. weak. I know that you, that you yourself know it as well, didn't they? And you both enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, but I really like The Conjuring 2, and I really like this. And do you know what? I'll happily watch an Annabelle 2. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I, we got Ouija 2 coming out um, in October, which is directed by Mike Flanagan. Um, yeah. Which makes me a lot more interested in Ouija 2. And yeah, well, I, mean, I, I couldn't, couldn't give a shit about it, but you attacked Mike Flanagan, and I'm like, uh, all right, fair enough, I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. You know, it, it's just, it's, horror's in a bloody interesting story, man. And Rob Zombie's new one, was it 31? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that that's coming out, and, and people are saying some interesting things that are about that as well. I mean... I contributed to that. Sorry? I contributed to that. What, like Kickstarter? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, for my, for my, my sins. sins. Nice. I did that and then thought, oh, I'm doing this now. I, I'm putting all my faith back in Rob. Nice. But yeah, no, I mean, that, 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 that's it though. I mean, it just, it does seem like there's some interesting things going on at, at, at the moment. And God, I really want them to announce The Conjuring 2 for 4K Blu-ray because Warner Brothers are doing 4K Blu-ray and I really like the idea of a, of a, high, a decently budgeted horror film in 4K. I want it. I want it. I would, I would think it'll happen, won't it? Yeah, I, I think it will. Like, Warners are pretty good with their new releases for that these days. It's just it's weird they haven't announced anything yet. But anyway, um, yeah, so Lights Out, it's... It's not bad. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it's great or anything like that. I think I liked it less than you did, but I, it sounds like it got you more. Um, yeah. But fuck it. It only made about 20% less than David Brent Life on the Road did this weekend. And oh, I'm calling that a hell. fucking win. That, that uh, didn't I went into very the cinema. well. <laughs> no, I, I went into the cinema, like I say, um, and saw the, um, the massive queues and was like... What the... Oh, oh, no, people, come on. But yeah, it was luckily, it was people just queuing for that. It only did 1.4 million. Thank you. That's all I can say. It's 1.4 million too fucking much. Yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, I think they're expecting more from that, but interesting. But yeah, anyway, um, definitely not shit. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely not shit on it. Like I said, I, I, I really... 
we've quite, quite enjoyed it. I'm like, I look forward to, to catching a game when it's on Netflix or something like that in a, in a sort of like year or so. Like, it won't be a year, six months. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, um, yeah. Our vote poll, can only five people vote? I think not a lot of people saw it, to be honest. Um, and it was definitely not shit 80%. Touching cloth, 0%. And uh, shit was 20%. No, that's not too bad. So I'll, 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 I'll say that, yeah. Um, okay, so do you want to do a little bit more or do you want to get off? Yeah, we'll do a little more, yeah. Okay, cool. So um, let's do some what we've been watching. And Mark, do you want to kick us off? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, can I do. do. Um, I've done I've, I've watched quite, quite, a, quite a bit, to be honest. Um, so... Oh, right, let's well, start. We watched uh, Airplane uh, after you um, mentioned that you watched it the other week, um, and it was on Netflix. We were looking for something that was about kind of about ninety minutes long, and we needed a, a comedy. I think it was Monday night we watched it, um, and Airplane kind of fit the bill. Um, it is the jokes come so fucking thick and fast uh, in that movie. I know you spoke about last week, so what's not too much about it? But it is fantastic, but. Uh, I'll, I'll say I watched Airplane 2, so I might speak about that when you're done, but go, go on, go on. All right, uh, cool, I watched that in years. Um, but yeah, but Bex has, has watched Airplane a couple of times, but um, only a couple of times, not as many as, as I've managed to power through. Um, and um, she completely forgot about the, um, the uh, automatic pilot thing. Oh, the so, so when the automatic pilot came on, it was one of those laughing moments where I actually had to pause it and make it again, her composure again, to actually finish re-watching the, the, movie, the, the film. So it, and there are a few kind of moments in that. It, it really is a great film. I'll, I'll let you do Airplane 2 and I'll let you do it now. It seems like a good segue. Yeah, Airplane 2, which... It's a lot of the same jokes again. Yeah. Like... Like, at one point, someone has a flashback to a joke that happened in the first one, and then the same joke happens to them again. And it's staggeringly lazy um, in, in, in its construction there. And again, like, the, the airline pilots with the names, like, over, under, Roger, and all that kind of stuff just happens again. Um, yep. But... It's it's got its moments. Um, the the moment where the guy is talking to Shatner, and it looks like he's on a screen, and then it's revealed that he's just on the other side of a door, is is pretty great. <laughs> um, and 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 Shatner, like just going right, everybody give up. That's it. They're they're gone. That's it. Turn all the lights off. Turn all the power off. We're done. We're done. And then everybody just looks like 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 genuinely like they're about to all leave and just let everybody perish. And then they come through on the mic again. I quite like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's the same film again. Like, yeah, it is. It, it, it wasn't even written by the same people, no, was it? It's not. It was written and directed by one guy. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's written and directed by one guy, um, Zucker Abraham Zucker, I don't think had anything to do with it, um, but, uh, Robert Hayes, Julie Haggerty, and the guy who plays Captain Over are all back in it, um, and then you got some of, like, the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, passengers, that was the word I was looking for, from, uh, from the, the, the flight kind of back in it again in cameos, 
Um, yeah, it's just, it is quite lazy, but it has its moments. It's again really, really short, so you can't hate it, but the, the hit rate is certainly not anywhere fucking near the first no. one. No, it's not, not anywhere near, near it, is it? No, and I mean, Leslie Nielsen is sorely missed. But yeah, well, always is, isn't he? <laughs> mm. But yeah, anyway, uh, crack on, mate. Cool. cool. Um, I also watched uh, Pineapple Express, um, a movie that I didn't like when I first watched it, but uh, every time I watch it now, it, it just grows more and more in my in my estimations. Um, it's, it's fantastic, so I don't really speak that much about it. Um, I've watched loads on the cover of the ones that I've, I know I've previously spoken about and just kind of breeze through those and go into more detail on the other ones. Uh, have you watched The Hangover Part 3? Uh, which I still maintain is, is a great film. Um, it is insane that Todd Phillips managed to get <laughs> this movie made and managed to get $100 million to make it. it. It really is. Good for you, yeah. Insane. Uh, and it, I, 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 it must be the fifth or sixth time I've watched it and I still really enjoy it each time. Um, so, yeah, it's really strange, my affinity for that movie, I'm not going to lie. Um and I also watched, uh, we watched uh, Summer School, the um, Carl Reiner movie, um, which is, is fantastic, and I don't know why it isn't held up in high regard. Um, it really is just such an entertaining movie, and I watched that on Sunday morning, uh, as like my Sunday morning kind of chill out with my breakfast movie, uh, so that was great. Uh, but one of the ones that... Um, that I can talk to it in a bit more depth because I've not spoken about it before. I watched, I watched the Angry Birds movie, which you spoke about yeah. last week. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, it's it's all right, eh? It's really quite good. You know, I mean, don't worry, it's not fantastic or anything like that. But it is a lot, lot better than the Angry Birds movie has any right to be. It's really quite entertaining, to be honest, uh, and funny. And I like the fact that... Um, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't become the game until the last 20 minutes. minutes. Mm-hmm. It, it just gives, gives you all of these things, and then it becomes the game in, like, the last, like, say, like, that last 15, 20 minutes. Danny McBride voices one of the characters in it, doesn't he? The bomb. Do you think that he essentially was doing a bit of a Seth Rogen impression? Sure, yeah. Um... I do like the fact that, that Sean Penn's character, who Sean Penn's character is, and I really hope that, that it was him doing all of those bits. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, which is fantastic. Jason Sudeikis is playing Jason Sudeikis, and Josh Gad is playing Josh Gad. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny, it's charming, like you say, there's a solid paedophagia look in there. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I had fun with it. I... I, I, I I'd be baffled as to work out, out how anybody could not have a perfectly all right time with that movie. movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, we watched the mechanic. The Jason Statham movie is obviously we'll be covering. I think the mechanic resurrection this week. Next week. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You alright with that? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. What else were you thinking? No, no, no. We're not. I wasn't thinking anything else. It's just. I know I'm going to go and see the new Amaldivar in the, in the, this weekend, so it's like, what a double bill. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I might actually go to see three films this weekend. I might be going to see The Mechanic, Resurrection, the new Amaldivar film, um, and War Dogs as well. Nice. 
So, yeah, so I might, I might triple bill it this week. But, yeah, um, the mechanic's great. It's a really solid uh, action thriller. Uh, I never really liked it when it, when it when it first came out, um, and I've watched it a few times. And it, it it really holds up, and I think it's it's kind of elevated by the fact that it, yes, it is. It was made as to be like a, a VOD, um, well, a straight to VOD kind of Statham movie, you know. And he was just coming off the back of uh, the Expendables, so his his stock was a little bit higher than it previously had been. And then you had Simon West that uh, was directed, and this is, I think is the movie that got in the um, Expendables 2, I think, uh, without question. And then you're adding Ben Foster in there, and also you're adding uh, um, Donald Sutherland, so it adds a little bit more a little bit more weight to it. But it's just, it's a cool movie, and it, it works, and it's fun, and I think it's the reason, you can see why, despite the fact that it didn't really make money, why they've gone, do you know what? It might not have made money, a shitload of people watch it on Netflix, so I think we should give it a sequel. Yeah. Uh, and the final one I watched uh, will will be one uh, that I think you've watched as well, so we might be able to to discuss it a little bit further. Uh, now you see me too. Yeah, it's one of the worst films I've seen so far this year, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I'll let you go first on this one, then. Yeah, now you see me too. The first one was a competent, fun, jaunty thing with a a, a nice twist ending. This one, because the thing is, they pretty much announced they were gonna they were like gonna do a third one around the time that this one came out, and it was like, does does anyone care? Like did. This summer has kind of been the nadir for sequels nobody really was that bothered about. Yeah, yeah. But it still made money. This made money? Yeah, yeah it did. It can't have turned a profit, really. Oh, it did, yeah, yeah absolutely did, yeah. 90 million budget made 320 million. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. shit, yeah, alright, that probably did make money then. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, which, which isn't too far off what now you see me made, to be honest. So it, it, it's that solid kind of look. We're not going to make billions, but we're going to make a decent amount of money. Yeah, now you see me, uh, 75 million budget, 350 million. All right, fair enough. But and now you see me too. I don't think it's opened in China. Yet, I don't think. Shit, which considering a lot of it's in Macau. Um, exactly. Yeah, interesting. It's just, it's it's fucking, it's absolute bobbins, but bobbins which is aggressively stupid bobbins, I think. <laughs> like, it, 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 it doesn't, it genuinely doesn't make a lick of sense. The characters don't Ooh. really, the characters don't really feel like the same characters from, from the, the first one. I mean, Mark Ruffalo, who's this, like, cool, steely... FBI agent in the first one and then it's revealed, spoiler alert, at the end of the first one that he was actually the mastermind behind it all along. Now basically becomes the guy who people in the FBI suspected all along, even though there's no hint of that in the first one whatsoever. Um, And and, and not only that, only only years passed and they suspect him of that, yet he is the guy who is still in charge of chasing them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
no, yeah, I mean that that one guy like really calls on it, it, him on it. It's like no, no, we'll just still let him do his thing. So he's there, and they turn up. Also, police response times in this film are a delight. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the the climax at the end, the New Year's Eve thing. The FBI are looking for him. Interpol have put out a warrant for them, I think. And yet they're all able to do four separate shows being live streamed all over the world. I mean, live streamed on the Sydney Opera House. Yeah. Yeah. And yet the police don't. The police just come up right at the end and go, "Oh damn it, we've missed them again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're, do you know, do you know why you're not catching them, guys? Because you're not fucking trying hard. No, that's straight up. That's it. I mean, it is. Fu- I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. And, and also, well, that these guys are uh, all of them, with the exception of uh, Lizzie Kaplan, um, who we'll come to in a minute. Um, all of them are supposed to be essentially like. They became global stars of the... What is it? Yet none of them like seem to be kind of hiding that much. They're all at a show where they think they might be and none of them wear a mask. They're just walking around and nobody's going, hang on a minute. And, and this is a tech expose where they will have our facial recognition in sort of software everywhere. Yep. And nothing goes, wait a minute, that's... That's Woody Harrelson. Or is it his evil twin? There's an evil fucking twin. Woody Harrelson is an evil twin. Woody Harrelson's an evil twin that has a hair transplant. Morgan Freeman. Like, what? 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 Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? I can't remember from the first one whether he's a bad guy all the way through, but I think he is. He's a bad guy all the way through. He's a magic debunker, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then it turns out that... It turns out that Morgan Freeman has said to the producers, I'll come back, but only if I get to be a good guy. And only if you write me the fuck out by the end of it. Oh, no, he'll still be. It'll be in the next one. Don't kill me. It'll be in the next one. It just... Morgan Freeman loves a paycheck. Yeah, I mean, and, and Michael Caine does as well, you know. And I mean, oh, it, 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 especially if it's a magic movie paycheck. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, Radcliffe, I think he's quite good. Yeah, I was, was going to say, Daniel Radcliffe is not is not terrible in it. He's good, up to a point. And the point is where he's good, and he's a bit he's a bit creepy and a bit sinister and a bit kind of, you know, he's clearly fucking with him and everything like that. And then the minute Michael Caine turns up, and spoilers for now, you see me too, right? We're gonna, I'm going to spoil it, mate. The minute Michael Caine turns up and it's revealed that he's his dad, he spends the rest of the movie going, come on, dad, let's get him. And that's it. And he, his performance goes off a fucking cliff. And I like Daniel Radcliffe. But, yeah, it's... It's stupid. Lizzie Kaplan is far too Lizzie Kaplan for the movie. I'm not... I'm out with her. No. Her character in this is essentially the same character as she plays in Hot Tub Time Machine. And we all know my feelings on Hot Tub Time Machine. But her character is essentially the same character. She also doesn't appear to do any magic. And one of the nice things about the first one was the fact is that a lot of the magic that they were doing was you could see them doing it and it, it was realistic and you could see it actually being done 
almost all of it in this is literally you can fight an entire team of trained police officers if you can do a bit of magic. Card throwing, you can just teach that in like a couple of days and you can just throw this thing around for seemingly no fucking reason. Right, yeah, the, the card throwing sequence. They, they finish searching them and then they throw the card to someone else who's about to be searched. So they can be searched with it. But they don't get searched once, they get searched several times each. And, and also, and also, <laughs> the guy who tell, says to search them, it turns out, at the end, it's one of the good guys. Yeah, he's yeah, fucking on it. <laughs> he could have just said, don't search him. Yeah, just shut your mouth. Yeah. You, you know, you don't, like, I, I literally, it is the most incoherent, like, Feels like it was written there. as they were shooting it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it's baffling, baffling yep. how, you know, I mean, it's like with the Pirates of the Caribbean films, they say that they kind of wrote them as they were going along and stuff, and it, it's like, yes, you can tell, but this... Literally, it's like they can't even remember what they did before. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. right, we've got to do some card trick thing here. Okay, we'll have this guy say blah, blah, blah. And then right at the end, okay, and this character... Pick a random character who we saw earlier on. I know, the, I don't know, the guy in the, in the safe. Yeah, all right, yeah, it will be revealed he's a good guy. Why? I don't know, it'll be a shock for people. Yeah. 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 It, it's just... Now You See Me wasn't great, but I don't remember it being this aggressively nonsensical. It wasn't, it wasn't no. Now, now You See Me is a fun caper movie. I could see why they made a sequel to Now You See Me, but nobody would have cared if they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But... To be, to be honest, honest, if they were Now You See Me 3, I'll watch it, I will... Do you know what? John Chu also did the Gem and the Holograms film this year. He did. He's and, not had a good year, has he? bless him, he's not had a good year. I'm going to watch Gem and the Holograms in the next few days. I, 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 do you know what? I'll watch Gem and the Holograms as well. You know, because I am convinced that there is no way it can be as bad as this. I will watch <laughs> Gem and the Holograms. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 not to I, I, I will. And also, to, yeah. just like morbid curiosity, isn't it like one of the worst performing widest release films, wide release films of all time, or something? Like, it's actually like statistically, uh, production, fucking hell, production budget five million dollars worldwide, yeah. two point three. Which, 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 to be honest, there's bigger flops than that. No, but I mean, like, it was a wide. I mean. Uh, uh, why this, it was in over 2,000 screens in the US and it made 2.1 million in the US. No, no, nobody saw that. Wow. It's, it's a. Jason Blum. <laughs> Jason yeah, Blum yes. did it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Worst openings very wide. It is the fourth very wide worst opening of all time. So very wide Ooh, is categorised what, what as over 2,000. What else, what else is on that, then? Um, oh, this is a great list. Yeah. Yes. Three of them oh, were from yeah. last yeah. year. In the top Ooh. ten, in the top six, 
four, five, and six were from last year. Wow. wow. Gem on the holograms. Yep. Rock yep. the Casbah. Is that the Bill Murray film? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that was supposed to be shit. And we are your friends. We are your friends. Is that the Zephron one? Yeah. yeah. Um, last year as well, number 19, Victor Frankenstein. Uh, 37, <laughs> Our Brand is Crisis, the David Gordon Green one. 39, The Brothers Grimsby. 57, The Walk. Really? So, that's... I mean, this is going back... Because really, your friends made money. Uh, we are your friends. Um, two, million two million budget, budget box office, just on a ten. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it made money, but because it had no production budget. Yeah, in fairness, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, no. Number it's one, because it's got a good cast. Number one, Oogie loves in the big balloon adventure. 2,160 theatres opening for uh, just over $400,000. Delgo, for, uh, just over $500,000. Million, uh, 500 million, $500, Saw 10th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, did uh, 650000 in its opening week. Why is Saw getting released, re-released on over 2,000 screens, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, God, that's crazy. Um, the Adventures of Pluto Nash is in there, number twelve. Adam surprised. All dogs go to heaven too. <laughs> God, this this would be a fun list of films to watch. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there you go. So yeah, I'm gonna watch Gem on the Holograms. To be, like, yeah, I'll probably report on it next week. Um, yeah, okay, so something that I think Mark and I are about to have a debate about, I think mm. I, I think he knows what's coming. I think I do, yeah. So, um, I watched The Lobster, which Mark talked about on the show a little while back, and it's fair to say he was not a fan. I despised it. Yeah, there you go, not a fan, strong words. So this is the latest from Yorgos Lanthimos, I think, um, which is now on Netflix in the UK. Um, And yeah, so director of Dogtooth and Alps, his English language debut. Solid cast. Um, So Colin Farrell, uh, Rachel Weisz, John C. Reilly, Ben Whishaw, Olivia Coleman. Uh, Michael Smiley, Leia Sadu, um, a lot. I, I think a lot of kind of hey that guys. Yes, yeah, there is actually a lot of hey that guys in it, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So essentially, for those who haven't seen it, um, story is it's a kind of a alternate world essentially where people are not allowed to be single. So Colin Farrell's just got. Uh, well, just like his wife's just left him, basically. And so he is essentially assigned to a hotel where people are given 45 days in which to find a partner, essentially. Yeah. Otherwise, they get turned into an animal of their choice. Um, so he decides he wants to be a lobster, if anything happens. 
And essentially, the first half of the film takes place in this hotel where Colin Farrell is trying to uh, essentially find a partner. And uh, John C. Riley and Ben Whishaw are people there who kind of become friends, essentially. Um, and then the second half takes place in um, a uh, kind of a colony of loners. And in that colony, no one's allowed to have a partner. And Farrell finds himself there and, what you know, falls in love with, with Rachel Weisz. Um, so, yeah, I... Now, the thing is, I remember Mark saying at the time that anyone who liked this was basically pretending to like it. I said, something along, I, I said something along those lines, yes. Um, yeah. I really it's a, like it's, it's a Kool-Aid drinker. I'm a Kool-Aid drinker. Now, the yeah. thing is, in fairness, I went in thinking, right, if Mark is this against this, I'm prepared for this to not be very good. So I started laughing pretty early on, and I laughed a lot. I enjoyed the first sort of half an hour, thirty-five minutes. I, I, I was well on board, and then it just, it just fucking just goes off a cliff for me. Yeah. Now, I will agree. The second half of the film is not as good as the first half. Um, the hotel stuff, I think, is generally more interesting than the stuff that happens after. But I do think that the stuff that happens after also has its moments. Um, the world of, of of the lobster and the way that people deliver their lines and the, the the sheer oddness of it really spoke to me um and that that took me back because i thought it was going to be very like oh we're, we're trying to be clever and you know there's essentially like pretensions to saying something and I'm not too sure what the film was trying to say, other than everybody's kind of shit. Like, everybody's a bit shit. And the world's a bit shit. So, Colin Farrell's character has faults. Um, Rachel Weisz's character has faults. But seeing them... And with Rachel Weiss's voiceover, which I, I really liked as well, it's almost like she was reading it from cue cards, but that's almost just how everybody delivers their lines in this world. Um, when she's talking about the, the, the hand language that they've made and how, like, uh, by turning to the left, it means I love you more than anything in the world, and by turning to the right, it means we're in... Like, so they're on to us, they suspect us, and they've got to make sure that they don't confuse the two signs i don't know that just the, the 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 sheer lunacy of that and and yeah it's all very downplayed on screen i i really like it's like it's got the cinematography of of like a lars von trier film like it just in it, it, or in some of his films where it's very dank and it's almost damp mm. um but and the dialogue kind of feels like that as well. But the, the, what they are saying and what you're being shown is so odd and absurd at points that I just, I, I, I don't know, I really got into it. I really, really liked it. Sorry.
glad other people like I just cannot fathom why on, on, on that movie it's one of those where it pushed every single wrong button for me <laughs> but as always it, it, other people like stuff other people dig it I, I'm perfectly happy with that I think it's you know I'm not not one of those people who says if I have an opinion on a movie it means that that is the right opinion because it's just not it's just my opinion that movie pushed all the fucking wrong buttons for, for me on it and I just I cannot understand why people could get anything from it but if they do all cool but I I, I fucking yeah it's it, it made me want to punch it repeatedly yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I certainly, I, I do think that if you don't get into it as you obviously didn't, I can absolutely see why you would, you would be like that. It is one of those films where, it, I, if people like it, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. if people like it, that's cool. I like an awful lot of movies that other people don't like. If anyone tried to tell me at a message, I would then go, no, I'm sorry, no, 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 that's bullshit, right? It is a bunch of oddities thrown together, and if a message happened to arrive somewhere within that by accident, then it's completely fucking by accident. So that is where I would start saying it's actually people oh, no, it's about the blah, blah, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 that's the thing. Like, I, I'm not too sure really what it's about, if anything. I don't. I kind of don't really think it is about anything. Um, Lampamos just seems to have a, a, a just a, a, an opinion that everything's a bit shit. Mm. And I think you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think seeing that up on screen can be a bit of a turn off. And if you think he's actually trying to say something else then 100% that could be a turn off but um yeah I I don't know I just I I got into it I I really quite enjoyed it it was weird though seeing the girl who played the girl that Saoirse Ronan like made friends with in Hannah seeing her in this like with Ben Whishaw as a husband and having a kid even though like it's like made up the, the kid kind of thing is a is a, 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 a affectation essentially, but that was weird. She seems like really young casting for that role. I don't know yeah. if you remember the girl I'm talking about, but frankly, she looks like she's 12, and it it was odd. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so that's uh, that's the lobster. I I liked it. Mark didn't like it. Um, I mean, on on Meta, uh, not Metacritic, Letterboxd, the average rating is 3.8. Um, four is the most popular rating by the looks of it. Um, let's see, but how many people gave it one? Okay, 87 gave it. A, 87 people gave it a half star. 145 one one star. 159 1.5. 491 two. 708 2.5. So you're not alone. Good. But good. Five thousand nine hundred and ninety-five people gave it four stars. Yeah, a lot of people like to pretend they're smart, don't they? Well, thank you. Very much. <laughs> I gave it four point five, so I like to pretend. Four point five, even more. You like you give it you give it you give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I fuck it. I really liked it. 
Fucking hell. <laughs> right, to be fair, the amount of times I've said you liked dot dot dot, I was due one. <laughs> fair enough, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, moving on. Um, I watched a couple of Kurosawas, uh, one of which I have written up a piece, one I have not yet. Uh, so, Sanshiro Sugata Part 2, um, which was essentially a sequel to Kurosawa's first film, um, which, yeah, again, um, it was a government, uh, a, a, a government idea for this sequel to be made, so that's always going to be a good thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, basically, uh, he is back. Uh, this time, uh, again, played by Su uh, Susumu Fujita. Um, yeah, uh, he's back, and this time he has to defend a couple of threats. One, uh, an um, American boxer who wants to show that boxing is awesome, but Japan likes judo, so judo wins. That's about it. And then uh, he also has to uh, beat the uh, these two other guys who um, are karate uh, uh, kind of champions. Even though the subtitles made it confusing because they referred to judo as karate as well. So they're yeah. talking about how karate's great and then somebody else is like, no, karate's great. I, I'm not paraphrasing. I, I am paraphrasing, sorry. That's not actually the dialogue. Um, but yeah, it... I don't know, it's all very, like, the Japanese, very rigid way is the best, and this sport is the best. And the first film had artfulness to it, and the, the, the fighting scenes were staged really nicely. Like, the, the end of Sanshiro Sugata is by far and away the thing I remember most from these Kurosawa films so far. Um, and here... There's not enough as much time for character work. It's it's all karate. Uh, judo is fantastic, um, and it's at the expense of of character. Like the uh, the kind of the love interest from the first one barely has a purpose here and is barely in it. Um, and Susumu uh, Fujita again is very is very good. In this one, he's not the hothead guy like he was in the first one. He almost is unwilling to fight because he knows he's just going to put people down it like there there's a fight where he says look i'm gonna hurt you all right i'm not and almost like i'm not saying that just as a bullish like i'm i'm arrogant i'm brilliant i'm gonna hurt you it's like i know i'm going to hurt you i would quite like not to hurt you so can we just not do this um mm. and, and you know it, it, it ends in him having to fight um so yeah it, it you know not great uh, to be honest, but 1945, we're kind of getting out of the World War II dictated stuff now, so I've got a feeling stuff's going to get better soon, and it did. Same year, The Men Who Tread on the Tiger's Tail, um, which is a story about um, a... Um, he's, what, is he a general or an emperor? So Have you seen this? Yes. Yeah, it's like he's like a leader who is trying to get through 
an enemy territory disguised uh, dis- with him and his like entourage disguised as priests and they meet a porter who knows straight away it's like yeah we know there's a load of pe- uh, th- th- there's you guys dressed as priests trying to get through this this realm but the the the, co- the porter kind of takes a liking to them and so they all try and get through this like enemy territory and basically the kind of the set piece of the film it's only 59 minutes long but the set piece is 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 a section that I, I think is probably about a half hour long where they are at a gate and they have to persuade the people at the gate that they are genuinely priests and the just the tension that is that is produced here is fantastic slightly undone by the fact that the porter basically just pulls faces constantly (laughs) yeah um a lot of surprise faces i remember as well yeah yeah a a lot yeah a lot yeah Yeah, a lot um but it it, i don't know it is still actually pretty funny um and yeah, just because the thing is, like the two heads of the the gate, and this one guy who wants to believe the priests and one who really doesn't. And it was, I don't know, the whole kind of like the respect for priests, kind of going above enemy divisions. I actually thought was quite uh, quite touching. Um, weirdly, um, just the, the the way that this religion kind of brought everybody together when usually religion is essentially the um the rosetta stone of what's caused every war <laughs> to when you get that when you when you well not every war but a lot of wars when you get down to it um so i i, I thought that was interesting um so yeah i i had a really good time with this one and i've got a feeling there's going to be a lot of like four and five star films coming up and i i'd, I'd go for four with this i i really enjoyed it um, yeah it was originally it was banned originally wasn't it really yeah, it was banned by um, the uh, Allied Occupying Forces. Um, they banned it because it was too Japanese. Wow. It was banned originally, I think, for... A, 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 not for long, for about... Um, was it made in 1947? Was it made in... Yeah. I'm just looking on uh, now. Production had to be halted briefly as Japan surrendered. Yeah, and then and then it was banned until the early fifties, um, when uh, eventually the um, Allied powers essentially decided, you know, re-signed another treaty and it was allowed to be released. Yeah, nineteen fifty-two. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, that's crazy. Um, it's weird, isn't it? That yeah. I, mean, if I think, I think Allied forces. I think they were New Zealand, Australia, um, the US, overseen by the by Britain, essentially. I think it was. That's crazy. I mean, because, like, I don't know, it doesn't really feel like there's anything particularly, like, propaganda-y or government-mandated no, it, it, here, you know. Yeah, it was It was just, I mean, it was a different time when, you know, things could be banned quite easily, to be honest. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so, I've got, um, wow, what the hell is, Asuo Sukuru Hitubobito next. Uh, um, no regrets for our youth. Ah, oh, okay. Two sisters, one a dancer, the other script supervisor at a big movie studio, become embroiled in union activities when a call a strike is called in sympathy with striking railway workers. All right, I'll watch that. 
Yeah. Again, another short one as well, an hour and 22 minutes. Like, none of these have been longer than, like, 80 minutes so far. And, uh, yeah, when the hell do I actually start getting into the big ones? Like, it's not, I mean, even sort of, like, things like, um, I think Stray Dog is, that's just over two hours, I think. Uh, that's coming up soon, isn't it? Yeah, one of the Sunday is an hour and 47. Yeah, um, I mean, Rashomon, which is, like, three or four down the line, that's, that's only 88 minutes long. Mm, mm. Drunken Angel. How long's that? Hour and 42. Cool, yeah. Ah, fair enough, yeah, cool. Even though, to be fair, I'm not that, I'm not really, like, I'll watch three hours of Kurosawa film, no problem, you know, but it's just, um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, okay, so, uh, that was some Kurosawa. Um, what else have I watched? Um, yeah, a couple of other things. Um, I watched for the first time on the waterfront. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, which was on movie. Uh, it's now not on movie. It expired last week. But, um, yeah, man. That, amazing. Like, it's just, it's, it's brilliant. Have you seen yeah, it? It's good, have yeah, it's good, yeah. Yeah, a, 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 a fair old few years ago. Yeah, I've not watched it for a, for a while, but I'm looking at it now going, I really should rewatch this. I, it's It's fantastic. I will say, Marlon Brando does look like he's wearing a, a mask of human skin. Uh, <laughs> like, he's got some fucking... He's got a weird face. Um, he, he, he does. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> he really does actually in that. Yeah. Um, but he's, like, just properly heartbreaking in this. Um so, for those who don't know, Marlon Brando plays an ex-kind of washed-up boxer, Terry, um, who is essentially now a kind of an enforcer for a waterfront mob, essentially. Um, they're, they're, yeah, he's, it's, it's uh, Johnny Friendly, played by uh, Lee J. Cobb, who's a boss of, like, a union of dockers. Um, Terry somewhat unwittingly leads a man to his death, Um the man's sister, played by Eva Marie Saint, um, essentially tries to find out what, like, how he died. Um, and a priest who was it? Rod Steiger was he the priest? Fuck. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He he teams up with um, Eva Marie Saint and later um, uh, Brando's character to. Uh, uh, oh no, it's Carl. No, it's Carl, Carl, Carl Mal- Malvin. Malvin. Yeah, sorry, Malvin. Uh, Rod Steiger played his, his brother. He's not in it much. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, teams up with Carl Malvin to uh, basically try and defeat the um, uh, the corruption essentially. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty heartbreaking. Like obviously the scene, uh, I could have been a contender. You know, I was kind of surprised that, that only that actually happens about halfway through. Um, mm. Like it kind of feels like that's going to be the, the like the big climax of the film, and it's not. You know, uh, it, it I it just that, I thought that was really surprising, and um, instead the ending is this like knockdown drag out fight between um, Cobb and Brando, ending with uh, Brando having to take a rather symbolic walk, which was amazing, and. It was you kind you kind of know what how it's going to end, but you're also kind of willing it, and and you know you're kind of thinking maybe it's not going to end the way I think it's going to end. Maybe, maybe there's going to be tragedy, and you know 
where it does end is 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 fantastic. Um, I mean, even Marie Saint is is great. I think it was her first role, if I remember correctly. Um, it is, yeah. And uh, yeah, she's got some really good, solid, kind of slightly regretful chemistry with Marlon Brando, which I really like. And Lee J. Cobb is a brilliant dickhead. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, just fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, looks great. Music's brilliant. Um, it's threatening and claustrophobic when it needs to be. But um, yeah, it's it's really wonderful. Um, most like heartbreaking killing of a bird I've ever seen as well um, in, in a film, which is uh, something I suppose. So yeah, it's it's uh, pretty special. It was on the waterfront and uh, yeah, really liked it. Um, and lastly, really solid one watch, Money Monster. Oh, yeah, I've, 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 I've got this to watch, but not actually watched it yet. Yeah, like, hour and a half long. Like, plot gets kicking about ten minutes in and pretty much doesn't stop until the end. Uh, it's essentially, uh, George Clooney plays a kind of TV personality who um, gives tips on, like, um, on, on, on investments and stuff. And after one goes wrong and a company loses hundreds of million dollars overnight due to a glitch... Uh, Jack O'Connell plays a kind of a normal guy who invested a load of his money in that company, lost it, and then basically holds George Clooney on hostage live on TV to find out why. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts here. Um, George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Jack O'Connell, uh, Dominic West, all around doing various different thing, like things through the film, but it, 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 it keeps ticking very nicely. Um, there's a brilliant moment involving Clooney's character about halfway through where he makes a grandstanding speech and then something happens, which is fantastic. Um, it does a great job, this, of keeping the plot moving, but do, doing a nice job in building character at the same time. And by, by the end, you genuinely don't really know how it's going to play out. Um, but yeah, Foster keeps it, Jodie Foster keeps it nice and... Econ economical in its pacing and um, it looks really nice, it's genuinely funny in moments, it's a good, solid mid-level adult-aimed like drama, thriller with comedic elements, which um, has something to say about today, but doesn't exactly rub your face in it. I've I, I liked all of Foster's um, so far. I mean, watch this, but I've, I've, I've been a fan of um, all of the directorial films, to be honest. You know, they've not been magnificent, but they've all been entertaining, at least. At the very least, entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly my my favourite of the films of hers I've seen so far. It's 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 really worth a watch. Like, I'll, I, I will very likely never watch it again. Um, but I had a I had a, a a very very solid time with it. And cost twenty seven million dollars, made ninety three million worldwide, so it made money and good on it. Yeah. So yeah, cool. money monster. Um, fan. Yeah, good. Yeah, uh, cool. I'll hopefully be getting that this week. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's me done. Um, have a look and see if we've got any emails. We probably don't because of you lot, but you know. Hey, let's check, shall we? You never know. We might be uh, we might be surprised. We might be surprised. We, we usually are if we do get one. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's usually the surprise. Yeah, indeed. Uh, okay. 
Hello. Oh, we have one. Birdie L. Ah, and after all of our shit talking. Um, oh, new person. Gareth Clark. Love the show. However, yes. I was slightly oh. gutted. Um, oh, fuck. He said Gareth from Mansfield at the end. I don't know whether he wanted his surname read out. Um, Gareth, sorry. If you don't want your surname read out, please tell me. Don't read out my surname. Um, love the show. However, I was slightly gutted that your Trek review wasn't the first ever episode of a chinstroker uh, chin chin dude versus a punter monkey. Two of my favourite <laughs> podcasts crossing over would have been epic. Um, Mike did come on for our Planet of the Apes marathon. Yeah, was it, play, was it number three, I think it was? Was it? I think it was Beneath. I might be was wrong. It beneath? I think it was two, but... Two, yeah. it might have been two, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, now let me explain my upcoming question. I have a four-year-old son, so of course today I went to the cinema to watch the Angry Birds movie, something I wasn't looking forward to. The trailers made it seem pointless and a little bit shit, but it was actually quite good with plenty of laughs. I think we both agree there, actually. Yeah, um, we do agree. Yeah, um, it's certainly not anything special, but it outweighed my expectations quite a lot. This also happened when I blind watched the 2013 Peter Hyams directed Enemies Closer with its bizarrely bonkers performance from JCVD. It's 85 minutes long and makes you utter the phrase what the fuck quite a few times. It's a fun time, a bit shit, but fun. Which leads me to my question, what's your favourite film surprises, either from a blind watch or from a low expectations point of view? As you can tell from my examples, they don't have to be great movies, just a nice surprise. Sorry for rambling on, keep up the good work. Gareth from Mansfield. Thank you very much, Gareth. Um, hmm. I remember getting wrong turn uh, back in the day before kind of like movie festivals were all over the place and things like that and VOD was there. And I'm picking up wrong turn on um, DVD from like Asda or something like that for like six seven quid the week after it came out and just going fuck it yeah that'll do i'll watch that tonight and, and it was just a complete blind buy knew nothing about it and wrong turns a, a, a perfectly solid uh, horror film actually it's it's really quite entertaining actually um what else is there that i can think of it's kind of blind watches and then go oh there's a there's a i'm sure it's a ben foster movie called bang bang you're dead um that I watched on, it was on Sky Movies, but it was on, I started watching it about half 11 at night. I don't think it's ever come out on um, DVD or anything over here. Um, and it's, Ben Foster plays the character who has come back to school, he's been suspended from school um, because uh, they thought he was, he, he basically threatened to blow up the school uh, and put a, a, a bomb, a false bomb in his bag. And he goes back to school and he gets cast in a, a, a school play. Um, and the school play is about a kid who um, tries to blow up his school. And then it turns out that there's actually a, it, there's all these different fucking things going on. It's actually, it's, it, it, it's very good for, for Ben Foster's really good performance. Um, but I remember being kind of blown away by that, to be honest. Think, man. I need to read these questions before we do the bloody podcast. It's a bit <laughs> mad because Gareth's taking the time to write as well. Um... Devil, uh, just... We've mentioned this a few times on the show, but Devil's Advocate. I didn't know anything about it before watching it. 
And the, yeah. Yeah. We it, need it, to do a devil's advocate commentary. So we really do, yeah. <laughs> Actually, we do. Yeah, I think we should do that at some point very soon. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. Um, but yeah, I just didn't remember. I didn't know anything about it. Like, my dad mistakenly thought my stepmom said I could watch. Uh, me and my stepbrothers at the time could watch it. When nope, we shouldn't have. Uh, which was awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. In a way, a favourite film surprise was Grave of the Fireflies, just because I remember watching that shortly after watching Totoro for the first time and thinking, oh, well, you know, this is going to be nice. <laughs> oh, that must have been... that. You must have just been a, a, a crumbled mess by the end. Yeah, Don and I watched it on a rainy Sunday, Saturday afternoon. <laughs> just... Like, I think, the, isn't, like, one of the first scenes towards the start, like, the two kids basically, like, dying of hunger, and then it kind of flashes back to how it happened or something, or... Pretty much, yeah. It, oh, fuck it, that film is grim, man. It is, yeah, it is, it, it's bleak. Because like, it's just, like, the kids, like, their parents die or something, then they go to an auntie's for a bit, and then the auntie's like, oh, no, I can't take care of Back it, fuck off. off. And then they stay somewhere else, and then they're like, yeah, you can't take care of you, fuck off. And it's like that for two hours. It's... Yeah, it, 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 it literally is, until uh, uh, until misery ensues. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, so, in a way, favourite might be in speech marks, but it's certainly the one that I, I remember. Actually, good one. Blind Watch Wild Bill. When oh, you, I mean, yeah, yeah, I remember you saying about that, you really liked that, didn't you? Yeah, saw it, because I, 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 like, random, was, I had an LFF press pass that year, and I just went for, like, the, the ticket lottery for, like, public tickets for some screenings, and I got one for Wild Bill, and um, didn't know a thing about it other than Dexter Fletcher directed it, loved it. And uh, then he like, did a and a after, and it was it was brilliant. I like I've got a lot of time for that, and yet I've still not seen Eddie the Eagle. I need to get on that. Yeah, because you were actually being quite excited about that because of, because of uh, Dex Fletcher, you've been quite a fan of both of these things so far. Well, the first two. Yeah, yeah, Sunshine on Leaf, man. I like Sunshine on Leaf. I I don't you know it's not as good as Wild Bill, but I like it. Um, yeah, no, I need to get on that. Yeah, Wild Bill, man, that really really like blew my back doors off and. I, actually, they're kind of starting to flood now because it's like film festival type stuff. We Are What We Are, the uh, Mexican cannibal film. Oh, yeah. Uh, big fan of that. Big fan. Um, not so much the remake, but yeah, that, um, yeah, really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, so uh, there you go, there's a few. Um, yep. But yeah, thank you, Gareth. That's, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you for taking the time. Um, do we have any Twitter questions? We do have a couple of Twitter questions, actually, yeah. Uh, first one is Ember at Ember Films. Uh, 2016's biggest releases of Liza in Matt, but which two would you mash together to hopefully make one great crossover? X-Men birds. <laughs> X-Men birds. The, the X-Men get catapulted into some into, into Piggly's island. Angry X-Men. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do. Uh, I'll go for Suicide Squad and uh, World of Warcraft. What about that, that... The Conjuring Civil War? It's just Marvel versus <laughs> demons. 
and then like that... Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are just standing on the sidelines going, I, I don't think we can we really get involved here. <laughs> I want I want to see him sitting down talking to Thor, trying to explain to Thor about ghosts and things like that. That would be a good time. <laughs> I'd watch that. That would be a good time. I I would enjoy that immensely. Um, yeah, nice. Next question, uh, Steve uh, Dixon uh, at the Great SD. Uh, what's your favourite use of swearing in a film? Um. Shut up and sit down, you big bold fuck. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck is a good one. Um, I, I've always been a fan of the... Uh, I think it's the placement in the film and it's the way John Goodman says it. But when when the, uh, the the handover of the money's gone completely wrong and, and the dude is just freaking out about it and all Walter can say is, fuck it, dude, let's go bowling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's but, just, yeah, yeah, that's solid. It's, it's magnificent. And then... I've always a real soft spot for um, Ryan Reynolds um, cock juggling thundercunt. Two Parker Posey. Cock juggling thundercunt is good. It, it, it's just magnificent. It's it's a fucking hell of an insult that. Yes, it is. So yeah, they they'd be mine. But yeah, it's, there's there's some great uses of swearing in films. Anything said by Dennis Farina, really? Any, any anything said by who? Uh, Dennis Farina. Oh yeah, my God, yeah. That 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 man that man could swear. Yeah, he could bless him. Uh, that's that's it for questions from, from from the wonderful world of Twitter. Cool man. Okay, so um, that's it for this week's show then. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, next week we will have a review of the oh, pardon me the mechanic resurrection. Um, yes. Rather looking forward to that. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Are you going to rewatch the mechanic before it? Uh, probably not. No, I'm going to I'm going to see it on um, Saturday, and I'm going to do me a double bill of the Purge election year and Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping as well. So uh, yeah, I've got I've got a busy one coming up, so I think that's probably going to um, slip by me. I'm afraid. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think it's that much of a continuation to be honest. Yeah, it it doesn't really seem like it. I'm not I I I enjoyed the mechanic actually, especially doesn't Ben Foster blow up at the end. Yeah. Yeah, solid. Um but yeah, that's that's fine. Um yeah, so we'll we'll have that and um dude the monkey at gmail.com, dude the monkey.com at Ian Loring at dude foz at dude the monkey. Um anything else? Um no, I, I, I will stay is um, the results of uh, this week's um, football contest. I won't go through all the results. But um, the Hats got five points. Uh, so that puts the Hat up to seven points in total. Uh, I scored five points. So that puts me up to 12 points in total. And Ian, you scored nine points this week. Um, so that puts you in the lead with 14 points. Booyah! Yes, it was it was that. Uh, and how did your team fare in our uh, fantasy league? Because mine did shit again. I got fucked. You actually, yeah, you really did, didn't you? Yeah, no, I got I really, yours, really yeah. fucked this week, and I, I won the first week as well. I think I'm against Ben this week, so. I, let's have a little look. Uh, you're, I think you might be actually, yeah. Yes, you are. Yep. 
Uh, I, I've, I, I, I'm hoping I can actually fucking win this week so I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> you are, sorry? I'm pissed off with not winning, so I'm hoping I can win this week. Yeah, well, I hope you do. You're not playing against <laughs> Thank you, me, so I hope you do. Yeah. Yes, that's it. I'll always, I'll always root, root, root for you when you're not playing me. <laughs> nice. Cool. cool. Uh, so yeah, that's going to do it then, guys. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, I think I, um, I, I think I've been more awake in this part of the show than I was in the first part. So that's that's something. But uh, hopefully, <laughs> I'll be awake next time as well. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.